Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the View from the Booth podcast. We are up to episode seven. Yeah. Wow. I'm kind of surprised myself. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this one's a little bit special. I kind of had it in the books pretty much from day one. And uh, he's finally managed to grace us with his presence. Um, <laughs> I best, I guess the best way to describe you is kind of my DJ nephew. I think oh, it's probably fair to say. That's really nice of you, actually. Yeah, um, I'll take that, yeah. He's currently playing at... Uh, actually, you tell me. Where are the places you're playing? Uh, so I do Motel Teddy's and Lago at the minute. Okay. And that voice you just heard is my DJ nephew, Joe McHugh. So officially, Joe... Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Hello, Mo. Thanks for having me. I'm really pleased to have you on here. Um, I, as I say, I have been thinking about this for a while, and it's weird because I wanted you on here not just to talk about the relationship you and I have, but I wanted to hear more from you about how you see DJing because you are literally doing the thing that I was doing about 15 years ago, yeah. which is transitioning from being a barman yeah. to being a DJ. Yeah. So let's wind it back a little bit. Okay, before I, you, in, even, before you and I even knew each other, yeah. what point was your interest in music and how much of it had kind of gone to the side of DJing or was it still just you like going to watch bands? Uh, and yeah, well, t- t- none, to be honest. I never had an interest in DJing. Uh, I played, sorry, I played drums when I was, um, played drums when I was younger, uh, from when I was about 12, so I was about 20, then I moved to Liverpool for uni and obviously couldn't bring a drum kit around so um, that was it really and then a few years later I got bought just a shitty little controller and um, just practicing at home really and a few times you came around and uh, <laughs> probably didn't have a good time and then uh, yeah just slowly <laughs> progressed and then I had a few warm-up gigs in Largo and then uh, when you decided to throw in the towel you handed the torch over to me and that was it really the rest of it was just luck and yeah being in the right place at the right time, playing to the right people. and Well, that. I mean, to a certain extent, being in the right place at the right time, yes. But I do think that there's probably a lot more that you absorbed that you didn't even realise in terms oh, yeah, of definitely. music. Um, but okay, we should use this opportunity to take uh, one of our regular questions. And one of the ones I avoid asking everybody is what music are they into right now? What tunes are moving in right now? And for a lot of people I've had on this show, this has been a difficult question. A more difficult question than I thought it would be. <laughs> but I have a feeling, basically because you text me all the time when you're yeah. into something, <laughs> I have a feeling that it's not going to be quite so hard for you. Well, yeah, I've been listening to quite a bit recently. Um, I've just, I've, on the way here, I was listening to Jungle's new album, which I can't get enough of. Right? Absolutely. Absolute summer beauty. Every, every, every one of the tracks. I remember you saying this about the Beyonce's uh, new album. You sort of listen to an album until it gets a bit boring, and then you skip that track and then, you know, carry on with it. Uh, with that, and with Beyonce album, the same as this, couldn't put it down for one second. Absolutely amazing. Um, that Candle Flame tune. It's probably about the happiest song ever written. <laughs> Maybe not, actually. Uh, but, yeah. Um, and what else, really? I'll just let the Spotify Discover Weekly do most of my work for me, to be honest. <laughs> I've listened to that. Like Genesis Owusu is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've listened to a lot of him recently. Um, 
Uh, have you heard 6am by Channel Trez yes that is an absolute oh my god <laughs> can't get we've just come back from holiday there and every time in, in or out of the shower hey, we ain't leaving <laughs> so, yeah. no, I love a good holiday tune as yeah. well so that, that, that's another question I asked was there any kind of tunes that were big there that you hadn't heard over here no um, it, we didn't really work. it was like a laid back place really um it was more like just traditional Greek music. There was this, actually, there was some entertainment in the hotel, these two soul singers, and they were absolutely fucking unreal, but it's all stuff you've already heard. Yeah. Nothing special. Okay. But yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So let's talk about Ligo then, because um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think you were, I think I was there before you. Yeah, you were, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was already doing Sunday nights, was it? Sunday nights, Sunday yeah. nights by that point. What was your first impressions of the place as a general and then of me DJing? Oh, mate, Lago was absolutely amazing when I started there. The music was so, so, so good. And it was amazing for me as well. Um, before I'd even thought about starting DJing, having seven different DJs every night of the week was different. Um, and that was really good influence. But yeah, Largo was great. Um, experience working there was like a lot of fun because I heard so much music that I'd never heard before. Mm. Um, like, particularly like old soul tracks and uh, a lot of Motown stuff that I'd never really been exposed to. Like, I'd have heard it, heard it in passing, but when you hear it like week in, week out, you actually start to really like it. And then that was kind of like the foundation for, for DJing, really. It was like a disco. It still probably is my favourite thing to do now, disco, so <laughs> I get called Disco Joe in Motel. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I got, a Christmas, I got a little Christmas card and everything. Oh, fantastic. I, I never knew that. Uh, no, but my memory of you in, in, in Largo, well, the initial memory of you is that you're always asking questions. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so you may not have necessarily thought that you were bound for the booth, but I knew. I already knew that, like, not just because of the what you were asking, but the the, the way you were asking the questions. Because yeah. it wasn't just about, okay, what song is this? It was about, how do you know what song to play now? And yeah. how do you know? Like, it's like, like yeah. yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So, how long did it take, do you think, for those curiosities to start building up? Uh, what, before I started? Well, no, once you were well, in the, once you were in Largo, you've kind of the... seen me and Morph and some of the others. Oh, around. right, yeah. Um, don't know, really. I think with you, like, just the music you played was so down my street compared to everybody else, and I've always said this. Um, and, yeah, I was just like, how the fuck do you know all these songs that, like, I absolutely love? And, and then I go and speak to you about them, and you know every last detail, and I'm like, what? How do you have the time to do it? Um, and Morph was really good for that as well. Morph can tell me some ridiculous things. Uh, obviously, he was on the first episode of this and uh, stories similar to the ones he was saying on here. Um, but yeah, I could ask him about like any random song and he's like, actually, did you know this is a cover? It was originally written in like 1932. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely encyclopedic for that. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I, I do so. love it. And it's funny because, I mean... One of the main things of this show as well is the fact that a lot of people on the outside don't realise how difficult DJing is oh, at yeah, times yeah. and some of the some of the the hurdles you have to overcome. So in terms with um dealing with the public, yeah. now obviously this is something that you have to do as a barman as well. Yeah. But was there any any kind of things you picked up from watching us? And I'll throw Mina into that as well because yeah. she has got a very particular method yes. when it comes to dealing with the crowd. Um, I'm, I like to feel I'm pretty okay with it, but 
uh, I, I got this from bartending. I just don't take any shit from people. If they want to start, you know, kicking off about the music not being good, well, everyone else in the room is enjoying it. If you don't like it, off you pop. There's somewhere else you're gonna like. Um, uh, so yeah, kind of like take no nonsense. But at the same time, I don't know, like. I like hearing requests. I know what you say about Mina because she's just like flat out no requests. Well, I don't know if that's what she's like now or anything, but that's what it was like when we were in Largo. And um, I kind of do lean to take a request quite a bit because sometimes like you get stuck in a rut and you think, how the fuck am I going to get out of this one now? And then you're like, oh, actually, that's a really good request. Yeah, I'll go down that road. Or I can put, put it in the back of my head and be like, well, I know that they like it. Uh, I can see something. Um, no, I can sort of like plan towards that song to make it fit in a bit better and blah 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 so mm. yeah um pretty okay with requests i guess <laughs> you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen <laughs> just go straight up and ask him there's gonna be people listening to this now are gonna go no absolutely not <laughs> yeah it's just like he's lying out of his team <laughs> so when you were beginning in largo obviously how much of a benefit did you think it was that it was a bar that you already knew already that you kind of oh, knew the ropes for immensely, yeah, yeah. and then obviously compare when you were starting there to when you were kind of branching out into new places yeah. like motel and teddy's as you compare the, the the beginning of it anyway um well yeah it was very easy to do in uh largo but things kind of changed over the years and like the the music and the clientele has changed as well so i've had to adapt to that but that's just all part of the job i guess and um when i first started a motel i sort of thought well i might sort of think about trying to uh, implement some older elements of largo in there and that's why i started playing quite a bit of disco in there and stuff like that and um i don't know you sort you it's you have to be able to read a room yeah. so you know when you when you're starting a gig somewhere you probably already know the place or you'll have some sort of brief on what it is and then you just sort of go right well see what it's like when we get there i used to sweat a lot when i first started about like oh what's my first song gonna be what i'm gonna play in here but you can think about it all day and then get there uh and i don't know there's a load of like indie kids where you're expecting a load of like metalheads or something you know and so you just gotta just take it as it comes really I'd say. Yeah, that's that's such a good point. And something that I always used to do, yeah. like particularly back in the bumper days, because, well, partly because it was dark. Yeah. So on in the taxi on the way there, that would be the time when I'd be deciding what was going to be my first song. Yeah, yeah. But then now, even if I do do that, if I have an idea, I'll have two or three. So I'll have like, yeah. okay, if I get there and it's like this, it'll do this. If I get there and it's like this, then maybe we can go here. Because... Yeah. I do think it's important to have at least some idea, like a jumping off point before you yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, because I mean, I want to, you want to survey the room where it is, yeah, yeah. but you also need to think of something if you get there and the room's empty. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, to be honest, a lot of the time if I get there and the room's empty, I would have thought about something that, uh, that I wanted to play or might want to practice mixing or something, I was like, well, I'll do that now while nobody's there. Um, but yeah, I, I tend not to worry about things now like that because the amount of times that I've like spent, early on anyway, uh, spent all day stressing like, what am I going to do? And then turn up and be completely like upended. It's not what I was expecting. So I'm just like, whatever. I don't even really think about it now, to be honest. I just sort of show up and see what's going on. <laughs> well, that's good though, because yeah. I mean, 
that shows that those instincts have kind of been honed over time because yeah. those things that, like you say, at the beginning, you used to stress overloads. Yeah. Like, I remember when you were first getting going and you were asking me about literally everything. And yeah. it was almost like, from my mind, I was like, shit. I guess you do kind of want to know the answer to all of those questions yeah, when you yeah. start. And if there's not someone that you know who you can ask, exactly, yeah, it's yeah. hard. And so, yeah, I, I had a few people knocking around who I could ask. And yeah, yeah I kind of I fulfilled that role for you. Now, um, obviously, there was a little bit of difference between those kind of bar gigs and stuff like that. Mm. And some of the other shows that I saw you play in your living room. Oh, yes. So <laughs> at, at this point, I, I feel like we should probably kind of take a step back and talk about how you moved across the road from me. Oh, yeah, that was really funny that day. Yeah. Uh, I had absolutely no idea that you lived there. Going for the flat view, really liked it. You, Sorry, you, house viewing. You're, you're still maintaining you had no I idea. I promise you. I swear on my life, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and I was, so... Uh, I was in, this is for the listeners, uh, I was in an upstairs bedroom at the front of the house and uh, this we just moved in, I think it was the day I moved in, and I just sat on my bed like, you know, on my laptop or on my phone or something, I look out the window and I see, oh, that looks like Mo there, and then he went into the door and I was like, no way, is that Mo, that is fucking Mo, so I, t- I think I texted you then and I was like, do you live on... Say the name? Yeah, 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 I don't live there anymore. Okay, I was like, do you live on Blantai? And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I've just moved into <laughs> just moved into the house across the road. And then uh, I found out where your bedroom was, and it was the bottom floor. Of course. And it would actually, luckily, you had that thing on your, on your window, but I could have literally seen into your bed from my bed. <laughs> it was so weird. And the thing about this, listeners, is that he actually then told me exactly that, mm-hmm. which uh, got me thinking... Well, put it, uh, put it this way, I was scared. His <laughs> like, never opened again. <laughs> well, I mean, because by that point, we were, we were like, you were friends, we yeah. were friendly, but then it was a bit like, okay, I don't know a lot about this guy. <laughs> so me kind of going over to your house was yeah. more about me kind of trying to make sure that yeah, you were all right. Yeah. Um, but as it turned out, your house was a lots of fun because as yeah, I mentioned there. earlier, there were lots of parties going on. Yeah, there was. And uh, lots of... Lots of different kinds of music, because that's the one thing yeah. you know, I noticed about... Because, I mean, there was a lot of the old Largo bar staff crew. Uh, yeah. You feel that you can shout any of them out if you want to. I'm not going to bother. But <laughs> <laughs> you all know who you are. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was there was it was a lot of variation in terms of the music yeah. that was getting played at that time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and mixed with the ability of barely knowing how to mix as well. Uh like, I wouldn't even think of, like, what two songs could go together and just try and put them together, and, it was, yeah, it's bad time. But, yeah, you've got to do it, though, haven't you? You've got to learn. Yeah, so. I think so. And, I mean, you need to have a fearlessness. Like, I think one thing I thought about those is that while you were very much still learning to do it on the mm. job, you were still playing out. And, admittedly, yeah, these were just your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know these people, and they would not have been backwards in coming forwards and telling you you were shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I guess they sometimes even did. Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. So, because <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that really did kind of help. Again, it was another one of those things I think that probably would have helped you without realizing. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. It kind of made it easier then when I played like my first gig like live. Um, and again, this is actually funny because this is about a different mix of people in the room. And it was a warm-up gig in Largo between 7 and 10. And uh, that was like sort of the um, crossover period where 
the old men day drinkers and the students would sort of cross over. So I was like, <laughs> oh, God. It's like the witching hour for yeah, bars, basically. And do you know what? I, don't, I, don't, I still don't know why I did this. And I remember it so clearly. I played uh, Honey by Moby for some reason. Absolutely no reason. I, I don't know. Maybe it was just what I was saying there. It was just two songs like, oh, God, they'll, they'll make so give it a go. And um, someone came up to me and was like, why the fuck are you playing Moby? And, was, <laughs> and it just never left me. Like, it was like one of the most embarrassing DJ moments I've ever had. And it was on my first gig. So... Suffice to but say it that. didn't put you off though. Uh, no, it didn't. No, no, no. I love uh, that. But yeah, Moby hasn't been played since. I must admit, I'm, I, when you said Moby, and then you said Honey, I was a bit like, huh? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, but <laughs> we all we all have these kind of decisions. Yeah. Do you feel like now there's even because I mean how how deep into your career? I mean, my, I can't count. I should know this. I can't count. But how many years into it? And I three, four? Ooh, no more. I think it's. Um... About five, wow. four or five. Damn. I actually, I've got no idea, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think it, four or five, give or take, yeah. So do you still, do you now feel like you're more in control of everything compared to where you used to be? Or do you still think you you still feel like you've got more to get to, to be oh, where yeah. you want to be? Or? Yeah, I feel like I've got loads more to do, yeah. Um, I think the end goal is to sort of do some production some at uh, some point, um, but... Don't know anything about music theory, so that's a whole <laughs> different kettle of fish. I'll have to like actually sit down and learn about things and uh, what have you. Um, but yeah, ability wise, I think, yeah, um, satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not gonna do your marking right now, don't worry, that's not gonna happen right now. But I mean, do you, you but still though, do you feel like are there moments where maybe you have kind of been able to save a room that previously you'd have been like, oh, well, these lot are just going to leave. Um, yeah, it happens quite often in Teddy's, to be honest, because they're very, um, like, the rock and alt scene are very particular about who they like. Um, you know, uh, for instance, I remember, like, people in school, like, just wouldn't like, um, like, Blink-182 because of his voice. Right, which is understandable. I get why people don't don't, but they're still an amazing band. Uh, well, I, so they, they'll just completely snub off Blink One Eight Two, whereas they'd love uh, I don't know some Forty One. So like, I always find that like the that sort of scene very picky about what they what they listen to. So it's hard to like, you can play something, you're like, right, oh yeah, they're gonna love this, and then the room's dead. Yeah, like, where, 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 what's happened here? Um, but then other times you sort of get the read right, and you're just like, yeah, this is great now. I can know where to go and know what to do so i'm gonna ask you about teddy's in a little bit more detail in a little bit because and because that is an exciting thing i think for both of us yeah is that we're going to be playing in the same place at the same time yeah. for the first time <laughs> but <laughs> you mentioned before about music and about blink 182 and how sometimes you're you can be shocked by the reaction to something You've been doing it, as I say, for five years now. Have you been in the situation where there was a song that used to be a banker and then you play it suddenly and it's crickets? Like, have you been through the evolution of a song? Because uh, um, I've been through quite a few of those and it's weird. One happened to me the other week and I couldn't believe it. Oh, I can't remember what it was now, but um, I told Dean and Luke about it 
And I can't remember which one of them said back to me. He was like, yeah, I've just played an Arctic Monkeys song and cleared the room. And I was like, what? It's finally <laughs> happened. It's finally <laughs> happened. Uh, not that I want that to happen, but yeah. I mean, my next question would be which Arctic Monkeys song? Because oh, if God. it was one from either of the last two albums, then obviously that's going to be Yeah, yeah. Out. No, it was, it was an early Doors one. I think it could have been like... Um, when the sun goes down or something like that. Wow. It was a big one anyway. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I was shocked, to say the least. Shook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit scared myself now, Dad. <laughs> It'll happen to you next time. like, oh, no. <laughs> but like, you mentioned Luke and Dean, and yeah. obviously we are all part of this whole community, yeah. the Views in the Booth Facebook group community, but one of the things I do like is that we all do kind of converse about each yeah. other, and not just about kind of you know, sharing war stories and, and venting. But, yeah. like, sometimes it is really useful information. Oh, yeah, totally, there. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's good to have, like, a good group of mates because I, I actually remember thinking about this early on. Um, sorry, excuse me. Um, that there's no, like, sort of a staff room. Well, I guess there is with the, the View from the Booth group on Facebook. But, I mean, like, uh, like there's nowhere... You, you don't just, like, go to work and see another DJ and speak to them about it or, you know, whatever. Um but yeah, it's a very close knit community, and everyone speaks to each other. Everyone's really friendly with each other. Um, there's no like disrespect. No, no. Uh, oh God, what's he done that for? You know. And we're all we're all technically competitive. I mean, yeah, we're all yeah, actually all competitive as yeah. well as technically. But at the same time, it, it, it never goes. Like you say, it never goes into nastiness. Everyone's no. kind of always rooting for each other in that yeah. respect. And so, respectful room. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, hundred percent. Because I mean, technically, we're competing on a Friday night. Well, it's probably more so now, actually. Now, <laughs> now they're going to be in the same building. Uh, well, yeah, like that. Yeah, there'd be, there'd be no like animosity there, no. and yeah, because we're all just trying to do the same thing, really, aren't we? Fill yeah. the room, exactly. keep everyone happy. Although it's going to be it's going to be interesting because, like, for you, when people leave the room, you can see where they're going. So you can see yeah. they're either leaving the building or they're going downstairs. That's true, actually. Yeah, but for me, I'm not going to know. So you so, said, well, what I've decided to do now in Teddy's is I'm not bothered about anywhere else, just the dance floor. If the dance floor is full, then okay. Because um, you always go to the toilet or something, you'll see people sat in their booths or whatever. But they're not the ones really engaging. They're, well, they're doing their own thing, that's fair enough. Uh, they're just sat there chatting away or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm just like honing, honing who's on the dance floor, keep them all mm-hmm. here. Well, the way I see it, in most places like that, the, the people sitting down are the people for the bar. Because they're the people who are going to be sitting down, yeah. getting a drink, sitting down, getting a drink. Probably more regularly than the people dancing. The people dancing are for us. Yeah. And I think it's like you can have songs that service you, your group, and you can have songs yeah. that service the other group. And you can almost kind of work out when you're going to need more of each, I think, yeah. to a certain extent. But, yeah, the dynamics, I think, of a room are really important. And... Like, okay, so we'll get on to the telly section now because those who maybe don't know, uh, I was DJing in Motel for nine years. Jesus Christ, really? Nine years, man. Like, Fuck. I know, comfortably my longest ever residency. And that came to an end last Friday. Yeah. So as of this Friday coming, a couple of days from now, I'm going to be playing in Teddy's. As I say, I'm going to be downstairs and Joe's going to be upstairs. We're going to be able to do it together. And I'm very keen for this to be a collaboration. Like I want yeah. us to be able to get it. So, Because I've been in situations before where I've been in the same room or the same floor. I remember yeah. when I used to do Hebe's Basement 
there was I was in the kind of the cave room and uh, Kaz, she was, was in the other room. And we would chat at the beginning and I'd kind of say what I tried to basically say to her, like, how are you feeling tonight? What's yeah. it? Like, is there anything you're into? Anything just to see where she, which direction she was going to go, yeah. at least from the start. Yeah. So I know that, okay, if she's going to do that, I can be here. Because yeah. I think the point is that we don't ever want to be saying the same song at the same time. No, yeah. But it's going to be a case of how, how, how we do this. So I'm interested to know, because obviously you are, you are much more, you grasp of the Teddy's world than I am, so. Yeah, but I think you're very, um, like na- very much naturally a good fit for that because it was that kind of music that maybe not necessarily like the rock and roll stuff and the metal and that but like the heavy sort of rap music and all that kind of stuff like that's what got us talking really in the first place so I think you're going to get you'll lend yourself to it perfectly um, I don't think you'll have any issues that's whatsoever I'm looking forward to it man I yeah. really am I think it's the first time because what my my <sighs> <laughs> There's a few things I'm looking forward to. And as, as someone who, like myself, has done Motel and Teddy's quite a few times, uh, we can talk about the differences between the two. And I yes. think the main difference between the two, I think, is the barrier. I.e., oh the barrier between us <laughs> and the public. Because yeah. if you've been in Motel, if you haven't been in Motel, I apologise. This, this, <laughs> this podcast is probably going to not make a lot of sense to you. But it it does to us. In Motel, the DJ booth for a long time was a very tall, rickety table, yeah. which you were having to fight for space upon with yeah. people putting drinks down. And for years, I campaigned to get that table changed, uh, to get a little bit more distance, and they half listened to me. Yeah. Half listened to me. So, yeah, there is now, there is a, it's a more defined area. But that table that table's is as flimsy as fuck, mate. Like I'm telling you, the new one. Yeah, I think the new one's even more sturdy. Well, and it's 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 a lot smaller, but it's more sturdy. So I don't really like. But it would, that rickety table, I actually, I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> I, just, I, did know. I scratched. Uh, I hope I hope the powers that be aren't listening to this. I scratched. No, I hope X, they are. <laughs> scratched an X into one of the corners, so I knew that was the bad table. Not only did <laughs> you then, scratch that X into it, I yumped by that X every single time <laughs> I went in there because there were times I'd go in there and then they'd put the wrong table on, and I know because oh, right. the X went oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> and they'd be looking at me like, "Why is he dragging the table out?" <laughs> and in the end, I told James, I was like, "Look." You know that this table is not fit for purpose, right? <laughs> and like, I don't mind people. That's putting... literally the best way of putting it. Yeah. It's not a fit. It's not like, like yeah. I mean, technically, it's got a top. It's got four yeah. legs, but outside of that, it's not a table. No. And if people put drinks on it and it falls over, so yeah. be it. Yeah. If, they, if we put our highly expensive equipment on it and it falls yeah. over, it's a bit more of a problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I th- the barrier in studies is the best thing ever. And when I first started, it was just one of the. Um, uh, do you know, like the ones you have outside, like the, yes. the guard railing kind of things? Uh, they just had two of them. And I had to, so for those who haven't been to Teddy's basement, there's like quite a big stage. And so I had to like step, I had to bring the little like desks that we had quite far back because that barrier, uh, people would like, because <laughs> every now and again there'd be like a mosh pit or something and the, someone would get pushed and then they'd gather enough momentum that they'd hit the fence but then carry on going. So if they had enough momentum, to bring themselves and a fence over, and my table was in contact area with it, then it was going to be a nightmare for everyone. Uh, but then they recently installed a fence, 
which means you can almost get away with anything. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the funny thing about it as well is it's a fence with a gate. Yeah, with a gate. <laughs> and most drunk people probably aren't going to be aware or have the faculties to work out. Uh, yes. They could still if they wanted to. It's um, almost like, it's like, you know, when you see a cat. <laughs> and it's like shit. The cat's what's out. I open the door. Yeah. <laughs> now we're all in trouble. <laughs> yes, exactly that. But no, I, no one's ever opened it. No, no one has ever opened it. Sorry. Well, hopefully um, that will remain the case. Yeah, you'll be all right. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, yeah, but it's so much fun having to like, having the ability and the uh, permission. Would you say? To like have a mosh pit on the go. Mm. <laughs> it's so much fun. So so much fun. Uh, very satisfying. Yeah, I can imagine. Because, like, to be honest, like, motel version of a mosh pit is basically a fight. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like if, 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 there's, if it looks like a mosh pit, it's, it's probably, probably a fight. fight. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, you know what? Teddy's and motel, really. I've only experienced, like, a handful of fights. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not, not really... Um, not really had it happen that often. It does happen, obviously, anywhere you go, but... Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I'd say the Teddy's, like, Teddy's lot and the rock art scene in general are pretty, like, okay, pretty respectful to each other. It's like yeah. in a mosh pit or something, if you fall over, someone will pick you up and blah, blah, blah. So, I uh, think that's true. There's, there's very yeah. much a kind of like a community feel, particularly yeah. like when, you, when you're throwing yourself around and you, a lot of the time the big ugly lunks are aware yeah. of the fact that they're big ugly lunks. And yeah. then if they knock yeah. into someone, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I do love that. Yeah. yeah. In, in my, I, I have seen some fights in motel. I have not seen I mean, <laughs> there's one in particular that, that springs to mind and um i don't even remember how it started i believe that there was someone a part of a group who went over and started talking to someone else and someone else didn't like it yeah. but all of a sudden these two guys squared up in front like in front of each other on the dance floor and it just so happened to be happening just as i was getting to the end of the song and i was like oh i got 20 seconds left here <laughs> Am I gonna do? Am I gonna make some mischief with this song? Yeah. Am I gonna make some mischief? And I thought about, I thought about playing Fight the Power. <laughs> I thought about playing Sabotage, but in the end, I chose Love. You chose Love. And what I played was Apache. And you know what? They fucking stopped fighting. <laughs> and I was like, genuinely, I was so pleased with myself because I was like. If I'd have played something like Rage Against the Machine or something heavy, oh, yeah, and yeah. the fight started, it would have felt cool because yeah. it would have felt like it was a movie <laughs> and I was soundtracking it. But it probably wouldn't have been good for the vibe. No, nor the bar. No, right, so. <laughs> so, the two guys. Exactly. Like it was a lose, 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 lose. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, it was like everyone was just kind of like because it basically like what there was a pause. It was like a pause because obviously the beginning of Apache, you got the yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. And people didn't quite get onto that straight away until it gets to the oh yeah oh, and yeah. So it was kind of quiet, and it was a little bit like people were looking around like what the hell's going on, and then the boom boom, it was just like oh. Oh, and it was almost like everyone else decided for them that there's no point fighting anymore because like oh, this is about and everyone was doing the moves. Yeah, it was it was just, that was a special moment. Yeah, that's good. Right? Disarming it, yeah. And like, yeah, I do think there are times when those things are, are going to be necessary, but for yeah. the most part, like you say, we are lucky in those bars. I, I, I hate. Hate giving Paul Senior too much credit, especially in this room that we're recording right now. <laughs> but God damn it, he does do some things right, and that's one of them. Yeah, he does. Fair play to him. <laughs> really fair play to him. Um, 
Do you know what you were just saying there about the start of Apache where like no one really gets on to the first bit? Uh, I was saying this to Jay in Motel a few weeks ago. Uh, the best song for that, Gold Spando Ballet. You play it, and like everyone's like, what the f? <laughs> yes. They just sort of come on, mate. And they just sort of talking amongst themselves, and all of a sudden they hear doom, doom, and everyone's like, yes, oh, yes, I know this one. <laughs> Honestly, like, if there was a way that I could kind of speed up that intro, then yeah, I would. Like, like, yeah. But again, I feel like if you're going to the. If you're going to the trouble of playing it, you kind of need to give it the full. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, is, it commands respect that song. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 like about how you fade in because I'm another one that's like that um, is uh, one step beyond. But because yeah, people yeah, recognise yeah, yeah. it, so they don't mind. So as soon as you get the "Hey kids," everyone knows yeah, what yeah, song it is. Yeah. But there's a long time between that and actually one step yeah, beyond. It's, it's ridiculous. like it kind of goes on for a while. Yeah, so you just sort of stood there like, oh, "Sorry guys." <laughs> <laughs> Well, then if you do it, because I've, I've done this in Teddy's actually, funnily enough. Um, I've played it a few times, and I've done it where I've like, just like skipped the intro and just uh, done the one step beyond, and uh, then gone straight into it. I know everyone's like, yeah. Uh, so it's not enough build yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you need then, some build up, yeah. but that's not enough. <laughs> oh, man. I like, no, I like, I love, I love, love songs like that where it's like you can kind of. Give them one thing and then all of a yeah. sudden just take the rug away and put something else in there. Another good one is where you know it straight away. And you, I remember you used to do this with uh, Selsby. Uh, you used to get the, the first whatever of the song and just go, and like get him to identify it. And I always remember you doing it with Man's Needs by the Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's brilliant because it's like, it's if you if you know that song, you know that first hit. That's, yeah. It's just, it's just, even though a million songs have a hit like that, that is always that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And if you know it, you know it. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love, I, uh, I love having fun with Selsby like that because yeah. he was great at it. But he's really, I've said to him millions of times he should get into it himself. His knowledge of music's bloody insane. I know, well, I've met a few people like that, but yeah, for someone who's not really like that musical. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's got a brilliant brain for it. Yeah, and again, he spent a lot of time working in bars, so I think that mm -hmm. if he was to turn his hand to it, he'd probably find it quite handy. And drinking in bars. Well, yes, indeed. I mean, <laughs> that, that kind of goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another question that I ask everybody. Um, yeah. In the five years or so that you have been DJing, which has been your favourite gig? If you were to maybe try to explain to someone tomorrow, Mm. This is what I do. I'm a DJ, and someone be like, "Okay, well, what was the best one?" Best one by far was the end of lockdown. Uh, so the night of it, so it happened on a Sunday night, and then the the Monday, uh, sorry, Sunday midnight, Monday morning. What? Mm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday uh, into Monday. Yeah, yeah. Um, the rules got completely lifted, and so that was my slot in Lago on a Sunday, and. I had this thing planned. I did uh, the countdown, countdown into uh, everybody's free to feel good. And, oh, is it alternate? I can't remember which one it was now. Anyway, um, yeah, so, yeah, I was just sort of like DJing away. They still had all like the barrels and stuff where everyone was sat around drinking and maybe about 12 people in the room. Um, and I was just like sort of head down to do my own thing. And, uh, I look up and he started to take the barrels and I'm not sure about the legality of this, nor should I be saying it, but uh, it, was way, it was a while ago now, I'm sure I'll be all right. Um, so they started moving the barrels out and uh, the next thing, people start flooding in and this is at like five to midnight where it's when it's still technically illegal and I'm like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> and then I remember just, yeah, it just seemed to fill up by midnight on the dot and then we did the countdown and there was all cannons going off. I was like nearly in tears. Joanne was in tears. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and everyone was just losing their shit. And I've got so many videos of all the people that have been taking it as well at the same time. And I think I took one too. And yeah, just that moment was so, so good. Everyone was in such a good mood. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be hard to replicate that, to be honest. That was incredible. Cause, yeah. And you, like you say, in terms of the, the circumstances, hopefully, yeah. touch wood, we never have to replicate that. It was yeah, such a specific thing. Because, like, did you do any of the... Um, the kind of pre like the mid lockdown gigs where it was like oh. everyone had to sit down and I don't think so actually did I? They were no, I don't rough. Think I did. And the really frustrating thing was, uh, so I'd had the residency in Largo for like two years, and that was the only one, and I was working behind the bar as my main income. And then just before lockdown started, I think it was in like the February, maybe even the start of March, uh, I got. Fridays and Saturdays, like, like Yankees, do you know where Revs used to be on Fingy? Um, and yeah, they uh, had two weeks there and it was the day after Paddy's day that we went into lockdown. So I'd just done it. I was like, <laughs> finally, finally, I can, I can do this as a job now. And then yeah, I got swept away from Damn. it. Uh, it was all right at the end because I had, went back to them, but um, yeah, it was really shit. I don't think I played, yeah, for what, two years, two and a bit years, was it? <sighs> yeah, scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, as someone who did occasionally play mm. them, it, it felt wrong. I mean, yeah. I've, I've kind of told this story in some other previous podcasts, so I won't go over it too much, but essentially being told when people were spontaneously finding themselves wanting to dance and having to be told to sit back yes. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like that, that, again, should never happen. No. And obviously the circumstances were specific and I understand why it happened. But, yeah, I really wish I could have afforded to not have to do those gigs. Yeah, it must have been like really frustrating because, like, Everyone wants a good time. It's not like that stopped. Uh, so including you as, the, as a DJ, so you're sort of playing like upbeat tunes and then someone gets up to dance and you're like, well, you're not supposed to do that. I'm trying to, where, where do I draw the line here? Because I don't mind, sorry, excuse me, I don't mind playing gigs where it's a chill one. Yeah. Everyone sat down and they're not going to get up and dance, but then the option's always there, I guess. Uh, but like, you, yeah, if, you, if you're trying to keep people sat down, then... Not necessarily need a DJ. <laughs> Damn! This whole podcast is about trying to f- stop people think that. Damn, no, but you're right but, to, 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 to differentiate between the chilled yeah. ones because this is something that I think another the people maybe don't know aren't aware of. That obviously the ultimate for a DJ is for people to enjoy the music, and the most yeah. obvious way people enjoy the music is by dancing. But I've been in so many nights where I've been in a venue where it's been mostly people sat down the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to the end of the night and you just think, oh, there wasn't much of a dance floor there. And every single person in the building comes over and goes, thank you. Thank that was you. Because yeah, yeah. like, that was all they wanted. They wanted to be able to sit, sit and, and chill, stay yeah. and enjoy the music and buy <clears throat> the atmosphere. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, actually, Not everybody's pissed enough to dance. No, yeah, that actually happens to be on a Sunday. Um, I had one of the favourite sets that I've done in a while and there was about four people there to enjoy it and it wasn't like I was doing anything flash or special or anything it was just the music that I, I was playing I was listening to I, I'm listening to currently I enjoyed it it was nice and chill uh, and it just did what needed to be done kind of thing and yeah that was I really enjoyed it when it's weird though because there could be some nights where the room's absolutely bouncing and you've hated it the whole time yeah so. <laughs> funny, isn't it? that's yeah that's a strange phenomenon there's been a few times again I won't mention the venues but you get to a point where you look around and you're like 
I'm really not sure I like any of you people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just been, like sometimes you just get a difficult crowd and then mm. you hear that they've been nobbeds to the bar staff mm. or like it will cause all kinds of ructions and you can generally sense that. You can I think smell it in the air, man. Honestly, like, uh, or uh, at the end of the night, like in my hotel, I would speak to the staff afterwards and I was like, Jesus Christ, were they as bad for you as they were for me? And they're like, Yeah, everyone was a nobbed. <laughs> Absolutely everybody. <laughs> Didn't get any tips. Sorry. <laughs> so here you go. This is this is the scoop. If you want to come in to most of the bars we're gonna be in, don't be a knobhead. Yeah. Do tip. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to dance if you don't want to. No. See? See? We're, we're... Ticking all boxes, well, that's not bad. Know, that's not that's not too unreasonable, is it? <laughs> give and take. I think that's fair. Okay, so we will wrap up in the way that we always wrap up. Um this is gonna be your final ever DJ set ever. Right. And you've got to give me three songs to go out on. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say that six AM by Channel Trez because we ain't leaving. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I should have prepared for this one. I mean, you should have known it was coming. Yeah, yes. I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> I didn't know. I listened to all of them. I don't know why I didn't think about this. Uh, oh, it's got to be a Stone Roses one. Um, And the resurrection, I think I'd go for. Uh, and what else? Chainsmoker by Acid Rapper. Ooh, because it literally says this. This is my last shit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah. That I mean, Acid Rap's a really great album as well. Oh my god, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to be honest. That reminds me of you, yeah, because you used to talk about it all, all the, time. the fucking time, to the point where I was just like, do I have to listen to it again? Is there stuff that I've missed in this album? And to be fair, it's brilliant. Oh, and, end yeah. to end, mate. What, a, what an album that is. It's a shame and, that you yeah. Well, no, no, well, no, no I mean, I, yeah, I, he's still good, but I will reclaim it. I mean, the stuff he's done recently, like the, the Black Star gig in, in Ghana was decent. I've seen it. Yeah, you should. And like the the, the last couple of tunes, the last EP put out last year, yeah. we did the song with Joey Badass. And then, uh, yes, I heard that. What was yeah. that called again? Highs and Lows. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Song, right? yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he, he's he's kind of coming back a little bit. He, he, I think it's fair to say he went a bit off the rails, he went a bit weird. Yeah, uh, he did. He went a bit too poppy for my liking, but uh, I mean, yeah. It's that whole second album thing, isn't it? The second album is like where like your, your first album's about the drugs that you take and the clubs that you were going to, the riding the bus or whatever. The second one's like, oh, I'm rich now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the third one's about, shit, I've got problems because I'm rich, but you lot don't care because yeah. you're not rich. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm very chuffed. Actually, talking about, it's funny because I knew you were going to say that and I knew you were going to say Stone Roses as well. I found out something a couple of days ago about that song I didn't know. Did you know that they started writing that because Manny used to play the bass riff from Taxman by the Beatles backwards and really? that was yeah and when they were doing sound checks because you think about it boom dun, 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 boom oh my dun, god dun, it dun, is oh my god yeah yeah I know. So if you are a Stone Roses fan and you didn't know that, or a Beatles fan and you didn't know that, or you hated them both and didn't know that, there you go. A little fact that for is you. a brilliant fact. I absolutely love that. And I think that's a really good way for us to finish yeah. the show. Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you for joining it's me. The pleasure's been all mine. Thank I you. I can't man. wait to do it every week. Yes. Sad and Teddy's. <laughs> we should get walkie-talkies. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, if we got walkie talkies, then we'll be causing all kinds of trouble. I don't think they'd be ready for that. But uh, yeah. yeah, we shall see. <laughs>